0: hello everyone and welcome to call a save point but not for me where you must show the gospel to the rest of the world my son i'm your shit out of luck news reporter declan Verbencourt.
1: and i'm Tully hodgkinson and i'm i'm scared
0: i I scared this video game big scary big scary so today we're talking about outlast um one of the biggest like influences on the horror genre when it came to the 2010s. Um, there are a lot of, like, games modeled after this one I'm, like th- th- that I've noticed, at least, like the run and hide kind of style. Anyway, anyway um, so I'm going to start off. Last episode, we said that I was going to sit on the couch and um, watch Tully play. That did not, but happen. um, yeah, that didn't happen about i'm gonna say twenty five minutes in the gameplay, <laughs> uh, the controller was swapped over to me um for a reason I still don't understand Declan played through the majority of the game i i
1: did not I did not touch this game for very long,
0: and uh who who knows that might have been for the better because i- <laughs> I flew through the game, oh, yeah, it was but, like. Uh,
1: It was definitely, like, a five-hour playthrough compared to if, had I
0: kept playing, it would have been maybe ten, ten hours. Yeah. I'd like to start off by asking, like, if you even like the horror genre, period. This is one of our first horror games we've covered on the show.
1: Yep. So, I think for me, and the explanation I'm about to give you is part of the reason why I, I switched off and you started playing the game, is... Horror is very hit or miss for me. Like, my kind of horror game is, like, action horror. Like, uh, Dead Space is something that comes to mind that is, like, an action horror game that I particularly enjoy. Uh, Okay. I I like the Resident Evil 2 remake. I think that game is a ton of fun. I'm really looking forward to playing Resident Evil 7 and 8 at some point. So... Action horror is sort of my style of horror game just because I feel like I have more control. Control. Yeah, exactly. So games Mm -hmm. like like this and uh, Layers of Fear is another one that comes to mind that I've played where it's sort of more just straight across the board horror and it's definitely more about the fear than it is being in control. That I'm generally not a huge fan of that that is mm-hmm. kind the kind of game that is much more conducive to like the stereotypical horror game that you think of when you think of like like the early 2010s when like Markiplier and PewDiePie were at the top of YouTube and they were playing horror games all the time, right?
0: I was going to say that's that's like the whole thing like I I grew up with that and I watched a lot of that. So I, I, maybe that's why I'm more partial to like like, all kinds of horror, and I think, like, all of that is, like, very good, and I, I don't know, like, straight fear is um, nice for me, but I can completely understand why someone would want to feel like they're in control in a situation like that, even if it is, you know, pixels. um, It's Mm -hmm. still, like, fucking terrifying, so, (laughs) you know. Right.
1: For me, it was, it was, so here was my experience. In the first 25 minutes to like 30 minutes that i played the game like i i hit a point where i was like bordering on a panic attack and then at some point i just couldn't play anymore so i handed the controller to you and it started to feel like more of a horror movie experience like yeah it this the feeling I got from watching you play this game was more conducive to watching like going to the movies and watching a horror movie and that I could yeah. I found much more bearable and I was I, I, I was more prone to enjoying the experience of watching you play than I would have been if I had played myself.
0: Right. And that completely makes sense because um, of, of all things here, I didn't want you to have a terrible time with this game and I, I definitely didn't want you to have a panic attack. Either way. <laughs> so uh, I I can assure I'm, you I also did not want to have a panic attack. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm glad you handed off the controller when you did, and mm-hmm. I'm glad that I could uh, take the reins so you could still salvage like the story and stuff without you know mm-hmm. not being able to just like dropping it totally. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of curious to hear from you though because you said during like during the time when you were playing that you were just kind of blowing through it because you knew everything. So what was it like going through a horror game like this again?
0: Um, I mean, you know, it's... At, at first, when you first play it, it's scary and you're like on the edges of your seat. You don't know what's going to happen. Um, you don't realize how linear a game like this is. Um, and then when you go back through it, I'm realizing all this stuff, like, wow, it's kind of just like a straight line, you know? Mm -hmm. And so the more I went through it, the more I was like, okay, so if I know exactly what's going on in the line, then I can just like blaze through it. So it kind of took away a little bit for me, like the experience wise, but I still had a lot of fun because I think that the characters that we do get to see, the environment, the, uh, the ambiance and just like the aesthetic, everything that game brings in to make this bigger experience. So yeah, like you were saying, it's kind of like just watching a horror movie. And just for me, it's like watching the same horror movie I've seen before, you know, except I'm playing it. Right. So, I mean, it, 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 it was a little less fun. Then I would have had watching you struggle, mm-hmm. but I, I still had fun with it. I still think that this game's uh, very good for a horror game.
1: Yeah, I think the thing that I tend to enjoy about experiencing horror games is playing it with other people, and of course, I don't mean like I. There was no player two option. But it's experiences like this, and I think just any sort of horror medium, aside from, like, books, I'd say. Like, horror movies, horror games, horror TV shows are, at least in my opinion, always best experienced when other people are around. Because much in the same way that Castle Crashers was, where you can kind of play off of the, the comedy of the game and each other, it's a lot easier to play off of the fear of everyone else in the room and experience that together as a group then at least for me it would have been had
0: I played it alone Mm -hmm. I I totally agree Um, but the only thing that is uh, different in my case let's say is I'm a psychopath and I used to watch horror movies when I was 12 and 13 in a dark basement by myself (laughs) And so I, I kind of just, you know, have an affinity for these kind of things and, you know, but, um, I, I know exactly what you mean. Um, the difference between doing anything by yourself that is like supposed to thrill you and having that experience shared with someone else is like massive. There's a huge difference in quality. I mean, if you want to be like actually scared, you know, do the shit by yourself. But if you want to like have a mix of like fun um quality time but also being pretty scared you got that uh net though that safety net you got your your buddy next to you or your significant other or, or whoever it is next to you and uh you can change that absolutely terrifying experience into terrifyingly fun you know and i i think that it is a wonderful kind of thing to do you know
1: Yeah, it's like there's always a place in every genre for experiencing it by yourself. And maybe there are certain genres of any medium that are best experienced alone, but Mm -hmm. there's always something about being able to be around other people and experiencing that. Um, For me, a good example is when uh, there was a jump scare that scared you, but then I wasn't scared by the jump scare. I was scared by how much it scared you like that. That yeah. had that would not have happened had I been playing alone or vice versa. You know, like mm-hmm. there's something about being scared together that, in my opinion, is conducive to a much more interesting experience.
0: Yeah, for sure. But uh, kind of reeling in. I just uh, I have a few questions I'd like to ask you about the the game in general. Mm-hmm. Um, starting with, what did you think of the setup? So, like, the first maybe hour of the game where you didn't exactly have an objective. It was kind of just get in and uh, do your research. What would you think of that? So, I
1: think the first hour of the game, given that I spent half of it on the bridge of a panic attack, it was very, like, I was very cautious, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. like I was very tense and I was like nervous to walk around any corner. Um, for me, uh, it was a little easier in the very, very beginning, like before you get knocked down onto the first floor and you see father Martin for the first time, Basically, everything mm. up to that point, I had seen before, or I at least remembered it. So I kind of knew everything that was so coming. So you were, you were chilling. Yeah, I was I was just vibing, yeah. doing my own thing. After that point, though, right. it really was like I was like shaking in my seat. And it was very briefly after that point where I handed off the controller to you. But once I handed off the controller, it was definitely easier to just kind of sit down and take everything in. Because the thing I wanted to focus on was... Like the story, Uh for a while there, every time you picked up a note or the main character scribbled something down in his notepad, I would read it out loud. That that was sort of what I was able to focus on once I relinquished control.
0: Right. Um And we, we read through every single one of Miles Upshur's notes, but we didn't read all of the Doctor's stuff.
1: No, but a lot of that stuff was a little less interesting than I would say what the main character was thinking.
0: Right. It was all kind of just like, Doctor's Log, this person's insane. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we kind of gave up on that, but then we started, we, we always read what Miles had to say, because I think it's actually kind of funny mm-hmm. hearing what he's got to say. I mean, throughout the um, course
1: of that game, it it like it, it, the game does a very good job of showing you just how much he's deteriorating mentally because of how mm. just insanely fucked up everything in this building is, you know? Yeah. In the beginning, he's super skeptical of anything that anybody's talking about, whether it's Wallrider or the legitimacy of whatever these inmates are saying about the experiences they've been through. But as the game progresses, you can tell that he slowly but surely starts to believe, like, not only is everything in this building
0: completely insane, but maybe he is too, you know? Yeah, he's, uh, he's definitely, like, questioning his sanity towards the end um which is funny because he he never says anything <laughs> yeah um but like you can get such a good grasp of his character by just like what he's writing down mhm it's pretty sweet um i also noticed though how we we're going really slow and we we're walking very carefully through everything and then you hand it over the controller and my my uh finger did not leave the left bumper the whole time i was pretty much sprinting <laughs> through everything you really were it was like a, it was like i was watching an Andy percent speedrun yeah and this like the the like guy who's roaming around the area that you have to figure out how to like get away from whenever they turn the corner i'm sprinting to the next spot like right behind them yep and you know oh man i was i was pretty relentless <laughs> That was kind of nice though,
1: because had I kept playing, it definitely would have taken a lot longer because I wasn't used to, um, the movements of the enemies like you were. So you were definitely, it was much more of an interesting experience to watch you play and just kind of blow past all of the, the needless, uh, hunting mechanic this game has and just Mm -hmm. kind of experience the horror game for the story for the
0: story. Yeah. Story and the characters and the, the atmospheres. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because like the the hunting parts, they're supposed to be scary, but they don't really add anything. The only thing you really get is like some character dialogue, if, like when they're they're walking around.
1: If anything, I feel like it actually kind of takes away from the game. There were a lot of times where I felt like there were certain parts where, I, like a cheap jump scare would have been in here in any other game but after a certain point Mm -hmm. the game starts to rely on the fact that there are are certain areas where enemies will hunt you down it sort of starts to rely Mm -hmm. on that as the jump scare and after a certain point it's just not scary anymore because you expect it you know like right at least in your case like you were so good at hiding from them that it almost didn't matter and i feel like even if i had played i would have felt like like i would have started to care less like all of the planned right. and deliberate jump scares in this game were much more effective than any of the
0: the, the random chase scenes were. Right. And I, I gotta say they there was one section where they knocked it out of the fucking park. Um, and it wasn't even a hunting section. It was oh, and and by the before we move on, there was a lot of ones that I just knew exactly where to go, and I just like went there. Whether there is supposed to be a hunt, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and we just never saw an enemy. <laughs> right, because I was just like, okay, here's what I gotta do, which kind of takes away, but also I feel like it saved face a little bit because we shaved off at least, like, four or five hunts. Yeah, those, those hunts, had I been the one playing, would
1: have been extremely frustrating, and I think it definitely would yeah. have soured my opinion of the game more than it did.
0: Right. Um... But as I was saying, they knocked out of the park in, like, the second area when you're in the prison block. Mm-hmm. Um, the the twins that want to, like, kill you and eat you. The moment when you walk in that, like, shower area, and then the, through the dark, you can see one walking towards you, and you jump out of the window. And And they're like, oh, vanished in thin air. I must think we're idiots. Yeah, those... <laughs> Those guys and were like you fucking all over.
1: Those guys were really scary. That was a good example of the game yeah. not not solely relying on the fear of a cheap jump scare. Like that that section where they're talking about you, and they're clearly far more mentally advanced than any of the other enemies you face in this game. Mm-hmm. Them them talking about the fact that they know you're hanging from the windowsill and basically standing right in front of it and still not doing anything, like the whole time they make you think that they're going to attack you as soon as you come back through that window. They don't lay a single fucking finger on you, but they know you're there. That's way more scary than any jump scare. That was yeah. like actually truly terrifying.
0: Yeah. Um moving forward, though, I I want to get your your basic like um judge of some of the characters. In the story, what would you say is your favorite person um, in the story that you actually got to like converse with?
1: You know, i I had a bit of an issue wanting to care about any of the characters in this game because the only two characters that you really stick with through a majority of the game is Father Martin and the main character Miles because otherwise all of the characters only show up in these like 20 minute long areas. Like the the doctor right. guy who cuts your fucking fingers off, he's only there for mm. a very brief period of time before he dies. And right. that's not exactly the fault of the game because it's a really short game. But I don't know that we necessarily got to spend enough time with any of the characters for me to know which one is my favorite. Because you really only get two right.
0: if you think about it. Yeah, that's true. Um, It's, I I guess that was a that was kind of like a iffy question. I I meant it to be more broad than it was, Um, but that's fine. Um, Miles is a pretty well written character, even though we barely get to talk to him. He's literally wouldn't say he's like perfectly written. He's
1: literally well written, because all of his dialogue, (laughs) all of his dialogue (laughs) comes from writing.
0: Yeah, well, because he's... Even though he's in this situation, he's very sarcastic. Um, and, like... Y- you can just tell his tone from the beginning uh, when he's writing shit down. Like, oh, great, this fucking ass is coming after me. And, like, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, when he starts to ha- actually experience some of the things um later in game it it almost seems like he's talking to the character like i'm not crazy you'll believe me mm-hmm. like he's like, he's you know, talking to
1: whoever he thinks is going to find this journal eventually
0: yeah it it starts going from personal notes to like if you find this i'm not insane i'm you know mm-hmm. this is fucked up yeah <laughs> all this kind of stuff which i think is a cool kind of uh evolution of his character Mm -hmm. and then you know father martin was kind of lackluster he's pretty much kind of like biblical man
1: i actually kind of disagree i feel like um so the thing about this while the characters in this game may not be like substantial in any sense of the word the characters that do show up are all so well written that they're memorable nonetheless you know because this game could have had this game could have had any number of characters and if they were written poorly you wouldn't bother remembering any of them but the very few right. characters that show up the fact that they're there for so like such a brief period of time and yet you still remember every single one of them at least as far as the like substantial characters go that that in and of itself i think i think speaks far more volumes than any any game where you have to pick one character that you like because there's so many of them, you know?
0: Yeah. And I I guess if you think about it, Father Martin has, like, a really cool way of doing things, too. He wants you to witness witness this stuff. Yeah, he's, like, like the one person in this place not trying to kill you. Yeah, but he also wants you to, like, go through hell, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know? He's, like okay, I'll let you leave now, and then he drugs you and takes you to the prison block. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, now you've witnessed enough, and then he's like, come meet me in the chapel, and then the f- building falls apart, and you have to run around just to try to get to him. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, he's a stone's throw away every single time, and that kind of was a little annoying to me, but it's it's uh, well played. Mm-hmm. For you know? sure.
1: I think Father Martin is a good... Father Martin as a character was definitely needed because, you know, it's he's kind of a brief respite every time you see him from the fact that everything in this place wants to kill you. Even... Yeah, because you're like, oh, finally, he's not going to try and stab me. <laughs> yeah, like, even though you know he's a lunatic and you he's really only in it for whatever goal he's trying to achieve you know that seeing him in some like weird twisted way is still it's it's still weirdly calming despite the fact that you know he's he's basically forced you to be here but you know he's not going to mm-hmm. like he's not going to go out of his way to harm you because he needs you so it's it's this game's it's a great way that this game shows of whatever brief respite you can find in this man is it's fucked up and it's terrifying that this has to be the guy, but it's better than nothing. You know, Mm -hmm.
0: that's true. So, um, another thing I wanted to ask is like, when it comes to the, the hunting scenes, I know it's not the best bit, but who was your favorite person that we got hunted by? I know there was some that kind of just were nameless no. characters, but I'm talking like um, Chris Walker or the doctor or the, uh, the twins or, you know, I those
1: think kind of guys. for me, the most memorable guy who hunted you was the doctor because mm-hmm. he like through the, the, um, the different files the game gives you, you read that, He was just a guy who used to work in this facility, but then also got roped into whatever fucked up experiments they were conducting on these prisoners and also ended up insane. Mm -hmm. And so him I found to be particularly interesting because he's kind of... Other than Chris Walker and the wall writer, uh, he's the only guy who hunts you that has any sort of like coherent character arc I guess if you want to call it he doesn't really have a character arc in the same sense of like what you would think but he he has like an actual storyline as to why he is the way he is and I thought that yeah. and his character design was particularly interesting
0: yeah and he's funny too <laughs> yeah he is funny he drops one liners when he's trying to come after you and when he's cutting your fingers off with a massive toilet scissors um, he's like well, you, you want to take a break, you will two martini lunch. I just think he's, he's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I particularly like him. What about you though? Um, when it comes down to it, I got to say, yeah, probably doctor because, uh, he just kind of, he sticks with you. Like it's only like a 20 minute section, but it like, it's impactful. So for, from like the moment you go into that dumb waiter because you're getting it was like it, it wasn't a hunted section it was like a chase sequence mm-hmm. which i thought was refreshing and f- cool and i like doing it every single time because it's actually like fuck get going mm-hmm. um yeah he's like come on come on get up here i'm not crazy like them and then he like beats the shit and of you. then he <laughs> he is crazy yeah, and he, he, like, taunts you by saying, you want to go for a walk, you'll wait there, like, outside. Yeah. And he's like, no, all right. And all of his other patients at, like, when
1: he's chasing you and you are running through the areas where he has all his other patients and they're all screaming, like, just kill me, get it over with, is so... Yeah. That part of the game was probably my favorite, both for the character that is chasing you, but also the atmosphere, because it's, it's storytelling without telling any sort of story, you know?
0: R- right. And, like, that that also, like, plays to the factor, too, because, um, like, whenever you pass these characters, they start screaming, and he knows where you are then, mm-hmm. too. He just cut runs right there. Yep. Um, also, he seems to be smarter than every single other person, because you can hide under a bed, and he'll just find you, mm-hmm. even if he wasn't in the room. Because he was never an inmate. He was just, he was an employee, like, a an actual,
1: legit right. doctor. So he's not... Like, like he's not the same
0: like he, he just sees you immediately and he's like, yep exactly. He's the only person you have to like continually run from mm-hmm. Other than that, um, the story I want to get get into what, 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 what do you think of like all the events that transpired
1: i I was on board pretty much the entire time i was I was pleasantly surprised how well the game fleshes out the story that it does have Mm -hmm. because it's not obviously it's not some like grand adventure like you're not going to get a Final Fantasy 7 level story out of this game it's pretty minimal (laughs) as far as like a quote story goes in a horror game but the stuff that is Mm -hmm. there that you can read through the like the patient files and the the random dialogue that any given character has it's all like relatively well fleshed out for for what this game
0: is right i have to agree 100 um i think it's really cool the fact that you don't know anything like at all you're just going off of what dr martin says to get out of here mm-hmm. and then you slowly start to understand what's going on and uh up until the point where he shows you the video in the movie theater, you don't really have a solid clue on what's going on. And that kind of just like breaks open the dam. You know what
1: I mean? Exactly. It's like, for those who don't know, the main character is a journalist trying to figure out what's going on in this asylum. And after Mm -hmm. a certain point in the game, you want to learn just as much about what's going on in this place as the main character does. Like you start to feel the same way that he did when he wanted to when he first arrived at the asylum. I also
0: noticed um more towards the end of the game I heard you do more oh shits and damns and like wows.
1: Oh yeah. Know? There I had a very <laughs> real feeling. <laughs> I just wanted of, to like, get you I had a very real feeling of like grossness. Like the the amount of brutality that is in this game started to make me feel a little queasy and I started to feel yeah. very, very bad about how awful the people in this asylum were treated. Like, I definitely started to be like, mm-hmm. oh man, these are human beings and you're doing this to them? Like, like I started to feel very... I had a very aggressive feeling of dread
0: while, like towards the middle and end of this game. Yeah. And uh, then when the the wall rider kills christopher walker um and like for the first time you get to see like the the biggest threat quote unquote in this place who's been chasing you around this whole game he's massive and he's ripped um get picked up effortlessly effortlessly by this spirit and get thrown around until he gets dragged through a ventilation shaft which is closed and it gets shred to pieces. Yeah. This game and, like is Yikes.
1: It, this game is crazy gory. And it's like if you don't have the stomach for that kind of game, this is not the game for you because it is like it is brutal just how aggressively yeah. gory it is.
0: For sure. And like just the more the more i think it added to the the game though what it was trying to give off mm-hmm. like how horrible all these experiments were and how crazy it was making some of these people
1: yeah there definitely was a point where you realize like with a game like this and the kind of setting and story that it has i don't think it could have afforded to pull any punches i think to get, right. to get the tone that it wanted to go for and to do it as well as this game does, I think it had to do what
0: it does. Because, mm-hmm. like, if it was any less brutal and... Like, it, it's not Needless Score either. So, like, if it was any less of what it was, then, like, the experiments they were doing would, like, impact less and seem like this whole thing was kind of just pointless. Yeah, for but sure. But there is just, like there is blood everywhere, especially in that last bit. I mean, you go from a dirty, dank, old, um, like, insane asylum to the super clean lab area just for it to not be clean and covered in blood everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like a massacre amount.
1: I will say, like, in the beginning of the game, I, I, I started to feel like it was a little problematic because i thought the game was trying to portray all of these mentally unhealthy people as like insane but as the game goes on you start to realize like these people aren't this crazy because that's just how they were like the people who ran this insane asylum made them this way like sure whatever mental yeah like whatever mental instabilities they had exist and they are there but the, the level of insanity that everyone in this asylum portrays has essentially nothing to do with whatever initial problems they were like whatever experiments mm-hmm. were being conducted on them they were pushed to be this way and it the game does a very good job of demonstrating that
0: right like it wasn't just like all oh, these people are insane to be insane it was like they're they were amplified yeah. to be that way from the the people and there are that were certain conducting experiments exactly
1: and there are even certain inmates who express that like they say murkoff did this to us and they talk about how the experiments made them this way and shit like that mm-hmm. it's it's really fucked up and it makes you start to feel like really actually terrible <laughs>
0: yeah um and there is this certain scene that really like drives home that really stuck with me in this playthrough specifically and the other ones i kind of just brush it off um there's a guy who set the uh, like a dining room on on fire and was gonna die with it because he'd rather die than live anymore like that mm-hmm. um and he's just like if you want to live go through the kitchen unfortunately there was a tiny amount of fire in front of it so you have to <laughs> you have to Deny him what he wants, and <laughs> fucking spray sprinklers over all the fire just to get over it. Uh huh.
1: I think that point in the game was probably the turning point for me, where I started to feel like really terrible for everyone in this asylum, because it was like, oh yeah. man, like
0: that's a real, that's a real bummer, you know? Yeah. And then after you come back after putting all the fire out. Dude is pissed off, but he doesn't. He still doesn't attack you. He just kind of like jumps out at you and is like, "What the fuck?" and then runs off. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just the, the some moments in this game. I'm going to use your favorite word here. They're just like visceral, and <laughs> in, in, in order for you to like understand how terrible like this corporation was to these people. Yeah,
1: I think it does a very good job of truly demonstrating that the crazy people in this place are not the inmates. It's definitely, like, the real lunatics are the people who put these other real human beings through this experience.
0: Yeah. I guess we can uh, talk about the music. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. <laughs> What'd you Slapper
0: think? cap. Slapper cap, yeah.
1: Um, I don't know... I don't want to say it's a slap because for the most part, the music is just kind of your generic horror score, but it's definitely not mm-hmm. a cap either. Cause it's not bad music, you know, it's just right. not, there's only one track in the game that I really remember that really stuck out and I actually really enjoyed, but for the most part, it's all just kind of your generic horror, uh, score. So I, I won't say it's a slap, but I won't say it's a cap either. It's like, it's somewhere in between, I yeah. think
0: we, we got to find out like a, a, a middle ground for some of these things. Cause yeah, it definitely wasn't terrible. I actually quite liked all of the, uh, the chase sequence, um, music, just like fast paced drums and violins. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like so, some of the ambient ones were not that great, except for the one that we'll get into in a bit. Um, and just, you know, so it, it wasn't great, but like it wasn't terrible either. So I I wish we had like a middle score.
1: Yeah, we'll have to think of something like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, we definitely will sometime. I like bet. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of that one one score, uh, I guess we can talk about Father Martin's blank. Um, heavy spoilers from here on out. Yes, spoiler um, alert. So Father Martin sacrifices himself for no reason but to be free with god because he's a huge um bible thumper yeah like he so, he
1: believes he's fulfilled his mission and thus needs to be martyred
0: yeah so he calls miles up to uh his chapel and when you get there he's already crucified
1: yeah he's like <laughs> like he's he's fully Jesused
0: himself up yep yeah. And, and when you, like, look at him, all of a sudden this very good track starts playing, and you actually commented on it pretty much right away. Um, but it starts out small. They then light him on fire after he says some, like, I need to ascend and all this other stuff. Um, they, they light him on fire, and then it gets super intense as he's screaming in pain and being lit on fire. Mm-hmm.
1: It's very biblical in a very literal sense, like the music and the scenery, it's all very like, it's all set in a church and the music is very like church orchestra and dramatic. And that was like the one track and section of the game where I was like, Whoa, this is fucking cool. Like Mm. it was all so perfectly set up that it's for me, it's probably one of my favorite moments in the entire game.
0: It, it, it seems like he, like, passes out for a second when he's on fire. Because mm-hmm. I kind of watched the whole thing. And then he, like, snaps back in and he starts screaming again. And I was like, holy shit, this is, like, a lot. Yeah. it's <laughs> You
1: know? It's very aggressive. And it's it's one of those things where you just, like, you kind of can't look away. You're just so dumbfounded. And you're just like, what? Like, of all the things in this game even the end where it gets to be like some weird crazy science fiction shit this part of the game mm-hmm. is where you're like it's it's just the culmination of all of the crazy shit you've seen into one of the most insane moments in the entire game
0: yeah and then it's followed up by like back to back to back action of mm-hmm. just like trying to get the fuck out <laughs> yeah it's like legit insane um, but yeah, that's like, that's like the tipping point. Like every, everything finally adds up and then bang, it's like all the shits just gets dropped on you as soon as Father Martin dies. Mm-hmm. And like, th- th- there goes your safe haven too, right? <laughs> like Yeah.
1: Like the last 10 minutes of the game is, it's like a, the horror equivalent of a boss fight almost.
0: Yeah. And so, like, you leave, you haven't been attacked this whole time, and then, guess who shows up immediately? Yeah. (laughs) Fucking big guy, Chris fucking Walker, shows up, (laughs) and you have to get away from him, just to go into this crazy fucking lab, and this dude's like, you have to kill off Billy, Billy's wall writer, this fucking apparition that's killing shit. Mm Mm-hmm and obviously doesn't want you to die, or he, he doesn't want you to kill him. So he's, like, doing everything in his power to stop you, and that's when you start sustaining very, very bad injuries. Um, But w- what did you think about this game's ending? Because you were pretty shocked.
1: I thought... The, like, actual ending, like, the final cutscene of the game, I thought was a little lackluster. I, I didn't yeah. really much care for it, but everything leading up to that point was, like, fucking insane. Like, you, after Father Martin burns himself alive, like, you assume that's just it. Like, that's just the end of the game, and you finally get to escape. And then, you know, the elevator keeps going down, and all of a sudden you're just in this crazy underground lab, and you... You stumble across like this man who's strung up by cables and his eyes are forced open and he's forced to watch this like, like a a brainwashing like Rorschach movie and it's all it's like that's the part of the game where I was like oh my god like the 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 to, the torture that these people have been putting these inmates through and the the condition that of which Wallrider was created and. The fact that the doctor who runs it all is still alive somehow and is just like completely not remorseful for anything that he's done it it culminates into this like this crazy like sense of dread it's completely different that anything in the asylum makes you feel because it's it's past the point of existential right and then uh you die (laughs) yeah you beef it you get lit the fuck up and you die
0: and then, uh, apparently you were the vest, the new vessel and, uh, you know, uh, he goes and kills everyone, but you don't get to see it. <laughs> that
1: I thought was a little lame. I was really hoping that you got to escape and like tell your story. I felt like that would have yeah. been a much more interesting ending, but yeah,
0: I feel like it would have been really interesting if like he got out and showed all this stuff, but no one still believed him and he just went insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, uh, uh, another part that was kind of very short lived was when you were without your camera. Oh yeah. Um, what did you think of that?
1: The, so losing your camera, I didn't realize how tense that would be. I, I thought it was just going to be like, oh, this is just going to be some like cheap shit and it's not going to matter. But I was actually very pleasantly surprised to learn, like, the game does a really good job of making you feel like the camera is your only safe haven, despite that it doesn't really do much for you other than the night vision. Once Mm -hmm. the game takes that away from you, it's actually much, it was much more, what's the word I'm looking for, like... Uh, it made you realize just how much you actually really relied on that camera and I, I thought it was a pretty interesting sequence, despite the fact that it was
0: pretty short. Yeah, and then you're pretty much fine up until you pick up the camera and then all of a sudden everyone freaks out. <laughs> and then your camera's broken and it's got the cracks through it and it glitches out, which I think is cool. Mm-hmm. But, um... You know, uh, other than that, like, this this game is just, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's, like, amazing by any stretch of the word, but I think they did a very good job of um, portraying what good horror can be if uh, you're not allowed, like, a gun. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I
1: think for me, it definitely feels like, it definitely is one of those horror games that goes viral and everybody plays it when it comes out, right? Like, I think mm-hmm. part of its popularity definitely stems from that. But I think this game also is a... It's a good horror game, you know? Like, it's it certainly isn't yeah. bad. And I, I, I'm very surprised that I enjoyed it as much as I did. But I think if I played it, I definitely would not enjoy it. I definitely enjoyed it more watching you play it and just kind of experiencing it for the story
0: rather than like
1: being frozen in fear the whole time.
0: Um, yeah. And I mean like I- I'm glad that I could uh, pick up the mantle for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, too bad Outlast 2 sucks. <laughs> and it's like absolutely horrible. It's alright. I wasn't planning no on playing it, it anyway. Um, we we might play it eventually for the show, but I mean, I wouldn't count on it. We'll <laughs> have to save.
1: Good. We'll have to save all the good horror games for October.
0: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's all I really have to say about the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was it was just about as good as I remembered.
1: Yeah, it was it was it was very solid. I was. I'm certainly pleasantly
0: surprised that I enjoyed it as much as I did. So uh, that's the show, unless there's anything else you want.
1: I think we have a listener
0: question, Declan. Yes, we do. We do have a listener question. Would you like to read it? I don't have it pulled up at the minute. Okay, well, good thing I have it pulled up. Yep, I'm sorry about that. (laughs)
1: All right. So this question comes from my mom. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. I will My say, I will say, I'm a little disappointed. There, there is no Nintendo seal of approval. Damn it. I know. What the we had such a streak going, Mom. Thanks a lot. But it's That's okay. Right, I love you. Thanks for sending in a question. Okay. So here's the question. Hi, kids. What is Couch Co-op? Is that where you guys sit on the couch together and play video games? I'm proud of you yep. both. I love you. <laughs> love, Mom. Yes. Declan, we missed you at family dinner the other night. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, don't I don't remember. Oh, yeah, I was working. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that that is essentially it, right? I think it doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be, like... I think in my definition of couch co-op, it doesn't even necessarily have to be that you're playing a two-player game or a co-op game. It could just be, you know, sitting around and watching somebody play a game or... Uh, switching mm-hmm. off, uh, taking turns playing, like, a single-player game. Uh, I mean, yeah. it, it, basically, as long as there's more than one person in a room and you're playing a video game together, I think that's couch co-op.
0: Um, yeah, and I, I actually I do really enjoy playing a single-player game and swapping off uh, under the right conditions. Yeah, Hor- but, like we were saying, you know, horror games are a good uh, environment for that kind of thing. Yeah, but, I mean, hey, like, couch co-op's really fun. Yeah. So, thanks for the question, Tully's mom. Think
1: about it like this, mom. Remember when you and dad used to sit down and play Call of Duty all the time? That's couch (laughs) co-op.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh,
1: yeah, thanks for the question. All right, are you ready? Are you ready for the next game?
0: I am... You have expressed a couple times how excited you are to drop this. I'm very excited. And... I'm really excited to hear what it is now, so uh, do go on. Okay. Here's the thing, Declan.
1: I'm Uh I'm
0: disappointed in us.
1: Okay. We're, like, what, 11 or 12 episodes into this show, right? Something like that. This is our 10th. This is our 10th episode. How have we not done a
0: single Nintendo game yet? That's okay. Okay. Uh, Before you say anything, (laughs) dude, um... I was thinking that the other day, and I was like, shit, what Nintendo game we're going to play, because I keep going on and on about how I'm a Nintendo kid, but we haven't brought up a Nintendo game, and I was like, shit, exactly. I'm tarnishing my own reputation. Exactly. So, you read my mind. So, we're synced, So, here's the thing. I had this game picked
1: out, like, basically a day after we recorded the Castle Crashers episode. Like, okay. I I think I listened. I listened to the show on Monday, and I basically already had the game picked out. Okay. <laughs> and then the other day, you were like, we should play a Zelda game for the show at a some Zelda point. Zelda game? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was and like, you were like,
0: I already got Guy, you. Guy, I've
1: already got you. So you know we're playing Don't a Zelda game. Don't pick my favorite game of you all time. You know we're playing
0: a Zelda game. You're not picking my favorite game of all time, I swear to God. No, no, no. no. Here's the thing. Okay.
1: We're, this is our first Nintendo game on the show, which, again, I'm disappointed in us in that we, it took us this long to cover a Nintendo game. But we're coming yeah, out of the gate. We're we're coming out of the gates strong, Declan. We're not only playing a Zelda okay. game, we're gonna play a game that is considered to be one of, if not the greatest video game of all time. We are Ocarina going to time. be playing the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. <laughs> Let's go. I although not my favorite game of all time, but very good <laughs> game. I I'm I at least for me, I'm gonna play the, the Nintendo 3DS version.
0: Uh, I don't think I have the 3DS version, but I have the one that was ported onto the GameCube, so I'll probably play on that. Okay. Hey, couch co-op, we can play next to each other. That's true. Exactly.
1: (laughs) So, yeah. Sweet. So, we're going to play The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. I'm very excited. Awesome. This is actually kind of a a switch up in the formula, because normally uh, we try to pick games that, like... The person who's picking the game is experienced with, but maybe the other one isn't. I'm doing the opposite. I have no experience with this game. And I've beaten Ocarina of Time a lot of times. Yeah. So I, I'm basically going into Ocarina of Time completely blind.
0: And yeah, if you want to know what my favorite game of all time is, uh, you you are... Well, I mean, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about <laughs> it too, I'm sorry. If, if you want to know what my favorite game of all time, you already know it's Legend of Zelda game. But leave a question... Guessing what it is, which Zelda <laughs> game it is, um, and if no one asks, I'll tell you anyway. But you'll have to wait until I pick it. Um, <laughs> but if I get a question saying or asking about it, I'll I'll answer next show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess um, I guess if we're gonna if that's what we're gonna lean into, uh, we're gonna plug our shit now. Uh, if you do yeah. want to send in a question and ask Declan what his favorite game of all time is, uh, you can send those questions and really anything to uh, our email at uh, callasavepointpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'd really love to hear from you, you know, uh, whether it be questions or feedback on the show. Uh, that's where you can send it. Um, also, we have a Twitter. Uh, I'm not going to like like simp for our our last episode but our last episode apparently had a ton of new listeners and we really fucking appreciate that so if you guys want to like uh, we post occasional updates on uh, bonus episodes that we have coming up or uh, just any new episodes coming out um, that all gets announced on our twitter which is at call a save point so please uh, go give us a follow um, and also uh this is a bit of a new announcement but we're finally on uh apple podcasts so if you want to if you want to go give us a a rating there and a review uh it, it helps you know spread the show and uh getting the show out there gets us more listeners and we can keep bringing you guys content so we'd really appreciate
0: it if you could do that um i'm looking to keep bettering ourselves and uh it'd be really great if uh we could continue forward like this. It'd be awesome. Yeah. So we love making the show and we love
1: getting it out there for you guys.
0: Yeah. So yeah, just uh, keep listening for us. Yeah.
1: And we have, you know, we have like a ton of good ideas that we want to, we want to be able to put out there and it'll be good. uh, It'll be good to, to get more listeners to the show because then we, you know, we get to, Maybe maybe at some point we can start taking like game suggestions or ideas for, the, yeah. for like special bonus episodes that you guys have, or uh, I mean, really anything, you know, we, we, we love hearing
0: from you guys. It's a ton of fun. but uh, but uh, I believe yeah, that's, that's all the show.: us. Yeah, that's the show. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening this far if you did. Yeah um, and definitely leave a listener question. Uh, love you guys so much. Yeah, love you guys. Bye, everybody but